going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Harwin Meal Podcast. This is episode six of season two. We're halfway through season two. Um, been a good list of guests so far. Um, this is going to be a pretty cool episode. We got one of my uh, HPL teammates on, but be- before we get into that, let's uh, let's check in with Cosmo. How was the trip? Uh, update me on everything. I don't know. The trip, the trip went great. I just got back uh, Friday. Been home since uh, since then. Just kind of chilling out, relaxing after just being with the boys for a little bit. Kind of miss them though. Not gonna lie, but it's nice being back home though. Yeah, you got. Give me uh give me a brief overview of the trip. Like in like what aspect? Just of like how it was like hanging out with them, or just yeah, like how what we did. What uh everything included? Oh man, uh, hanging hanging out with them it felt it felt really surreal at first. I didn't know if they was gonna be different from how they acted like on Harvard or whatever. But it turns out we all exactly the same, which is a good thing, <laughs> in a way. And yeah. Just like while we was over there, like like I said before, like the parks was like kind of empty. Like that was only operating like twenty five thirty percent capacity. So we was able to do basically everything we wanted to do, just hang out and vibe basically for like a whole ass like three four days. So yeah, man, it was a great fantastic time. <laughs> And I feel fine too, so I don't even think I caught COVID. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully right. I didn't catch that shit. Yeah, it sounds like it was a lot of fun, dude. So mm-hmm. I'm glad uh, you guys had a lot of fun. I know we had a really good podcast, uh, our last episode that just got uploaded. So if you guys haven't peeped that, go check it out. Really good episode, in my opinion. Good plug. Good plug. Uh, yeah, I got to plug again. So anyway, <laughs> uh, today we got Sean in the building. We got he's a very active member, uh, part of a lot of leagues and also one of my teammates, uh, in HPL. So what's up, Sean? Hey, what's going on, y'all? Nothing much. I know you got a basketball to fetch in a little bit, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, if you just shot that bitch like Seth, you wouldn't have to worry about it. Bro, it was, it was, first of all, it was double rim and the rim was bent. Oh, so you was playing on a bent double rim? Oh, okay. You, yes. You're forgiven, man. You're forgiven. <laughs> Bad enough, bad enough that it's double for him. <laughs> the fact that it's also <laughs> bent too is like, nah, you ain't making shit on that. Yeah. Yeah, I had I had a double rim in elementary school, like an eight foot rim. Gosh, that I hate was... The fact that it's short, a short rim and double rim. Oh okay. yeah. No, no, I hate. I, honestly, from it's hard as fuck to make layup on double rims because if you like toss it, because like if you like try and like hit it off backboard, which is I do. After yeah. fucking time, it'll like hit off front rim and it'll just like bounce off the backboard. It's so fucking annoying. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, for real. Like, so first question we always ask though. Um, so uh, when you first or. In in general, when you're on the app, who who is that one person that's that was inactive that you were just it was just cool to hang out with them? I gotta say JP Ten. I kind of already had this question, yeah. had this answer in mind, but J JP Ten he was just so cool. He was always down to earth. He was always staying in his lane. And he he knew his limits. He wasn't like overconfident. He knew what he could do, and he did it well. And I always always like people like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're saying. JP's got to be up there for me, too. He was a very uh, confident blogger. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, he he had a style of writing, which I don't think a lot of people can master on the app. So he was a dope dude. Um, and also a Toronto fan. Toronto yeah, fan. yeah. Bro, I talked to him. He was hella humble, too, especially when the Raptors won the title, which surprised me. Because Raptors fans was going wild when that shit happened. And he was just like, man, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. And I was like, really? That's all you got to say for yourself? <laughs> so, like, yeah, JP's a cool dude. Yeah, hella dope. Um, yeah, gr- great blogger as well. I, I know I said that, but you got to give it to him, man. So, but yeah. uh, hopefully he can come back on the on the app. He's one of the few people where I think a lot of us miss, so for sure. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, Cosmo, I'll give you the mic, bro. Go ahead. All right, thanks, bro. So, Sean, everyone knows that you're hella busy on Hardware 2 with the amount of leagues you're doing, and some people also know that you're also uh, in a track a lot, just like school athletics. How do you manage to balance, like, hardwood shit with your real-life shit so well? Bro, I'm going to let you know, like, I have a I have a really hectic schedule the first two months of school. I'm waking mm-hmm. up at, like, 6.20 in the morning to get ready for practice, practice for an hour and a half, do school for eight hours, come home, do more practice for, like, three hours, and then head back home. So, you know, during lunch or, like, in the mornings I have breaks, I just, had to, I just have to sneak it in. It don't have to be, like, you know, an hour long or, you know, even two hours long. I just have to sneak it in real quick. So doesn't matter how. So you just do your league shit in burst, basically, is what you're saying? You said what? But you, like, you just do, like, your league stuff for Harvard in bursts, like, not, like, just, like, just, like, in little, like, bits of time, like, you said, like, at lunch or whatever, just. Kind of, you know, or like on the weekends. That's when I really start grinding my league stuff is on the weekends. Uh, on the weekends, but, but. Right. What would you say as a part of your grind, what what league do you grind the hardest? What would you say? You oh, man. Super hard. I say it used to be like blog. I was really heavy into blogging when I was first on this app and into uh, HLB and all that. But it's really flipped into HPO as of late, you know. Mm-hmm. I've really been grinding that league as of late or, you know, as recently. And that's been kind of like the league where I'm like, I dominate the most, I guess you could say, you know. I've been in that league since season one, and ever since season two, it all kind of clicked, and I've been looking forward ever since. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. I, I could see you being uh, grinding super hard in HBO. You put out some good ideas for our team and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I, I'm super humble when it comes to HBO. A lot of people would put themselves – top five top three but I, i'm gonna put myself yeah. top 10 like a lot of people put me but um what do you where do you see yourself realistically in these leagues like hobble hpl like ranking wise hpl i'd say i'm like firm top 10 maybe top 15 if you want to go you know worst case scenario uh hlbl i don't even know yet really it's been hectic this season it's been kind of like chill back but at the same time hectic just say you the goat. It, <laughs> you know, I've been now I'm traded, so I don't have anything to do. You know, mm. HFDO, uh, gosh, that's so difficult. I say sub all star, mm-hmm. and and then any other league, I'm just kind of chilling in it, not really fo- focusing too much on it. Shit, like a triple threat. You like a goddamn like quintuple threat, bro. <laughs> With all these like yeah. good fucking. <laughs> Model it after LeBron, you know? Model after LeBron. Oh, yeah. Be good at everything. We're great yeah. at everything, I guess. Yeah, I think you're, like, one of the first people. You're probably – I know Jell's in a lot of leagues. He's he's uh, inactive now. But um, yeah. there's a couple guys that we've had on our podcast who are active in multiple leagues. But let's do this. Name me your top five. And I, I know this is kind of a question where I don't really know if you have a solidified answer for it. But let's go top five most versatile – uh, guys on the app in terms of leagues i say so first i gotta go with vlogs you know vlogs is he's a great he, obviously he's one of the best there is in polling mm-hmm. blogging he can he can bring it out and drop like a seven he's he's very good in that and drafting is a hard worker you know i have to give him credit for that second i'd say i was gonna like, say nola yeah, I'm thinking like Nola, Nola and Verd and all of them are in there too. You know, mm-hmm. they're all they all they're all great in the leagues they're in. You know, yeah, yeah. And then like the other two, I'd have to say Sacktown. He's pretty he's pretty versatile in my opinion. 
Yeah, you could add BIL in there too. I yeah, think. and then I say like, I don't want to say myself, but like I say, Bill or someone even like Alp. Alp is an underrated pick, I'd say. Not really, mm-hmm. not really a popular one, but I'd say she's pretty versatile. Right. Yeah, I mean, you could sneak yourself in there. That's kind of why I asked you the question because I thought you were. Uh, you had the right credentials to yeah, be in shit, there. Yeah, man. Plug yourself, group, so. bro. Shoot, <laughs> hey, five months ago, five months ago, I'm like, I am the best at this and the most versatile and all that. You know, five months ago, I would have rolled that way. Right. I've kind of humbled down since then. Yeah, you were riding on the high note. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> Those were the days, man. Those are the days. I mean, it's going to keep your ego in check, bro, but just just thinking, yeah. just thinking one, I'm the GOAT. One, I'm the GOAT this pod. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh man. So let, let's talk about HPL real quick. Um, we're on the same team, Pounders. Let's talk about this season. What are your thoughts? Um, going in the playoffs. I know it's kind of it's kind of inactive right now. The league's kind of top heavy because a lot of teams traded, and we're left with like two teams that don't even pull. But talk about that yeah. a little bit. So I see, I see, like us at the Pounders, we can definitely go and win a championship. It's just. The key thing in HBO has always been in the playoffs is activity. Because you'll see, like, last year, the Turbo Monkeys, they were a very good team. And then, you know, FOD became inactive, Slen left, and they were just, like, you know, a bottom feeder. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just it's just all about activity in those cases. I can see, like, it, it, it's going to be a very, very fun playoffs. It's like, right now it's a three to four team race, and you don't really know who's going to win. It's not like any other season – it's like a two-man race, bad boys, wolves, wolves, heat zone, and all that. It's, it's like it's a, a very, race. Yeah, of. it's very yeah. parody heavy. Yeah, I'd say so. It kind of drops off with the last two teams. I no offense to those teams, but it does. Um, yeah, so. shade, huh? <laughs> well, dang. I was about to say, well, dang. Well, I'm sorry. I No offense, but I'm just saying. Yeah. It'd be like that, you know. You know when anyone says no offense, they mean all offense. That's just how it is. <laughs> it's no offense, Cosmo. Come on. Now. All right. All right. Yes, that says you. All right, then. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, go ahead, Cosmo. I'll let you I'll let you ask a question here. I feel like I've been asking a lot of questions so far. Oh, man, it's good. Just keeping it on le- Just keeping it on leagues. Like, when you first got on the app, like, what gave you, like, motivation to start, like, like grind everything? Like, obviously, like, we know, like, how you've been doing it. But, like, how did you start, like, getting yeah. to it? That's what I'm That's just, good like, asking. So when I was when I was first on this app, I really was like trying to find my way. It was it was kind of hard to find my way at first, and then I started seeing all these like I looked into Hobble one day, and there was all these cool blogs on the front page. I'm like, huh, I kind of want to do that. I'm like, I've done some writing in the past, you know, as a kid, just doing like comic books and stuff. I'm like, you know, I could I could be one of those guys, you know, if I work hard enough. <laughs> And lo and behold, I have not come nowhere near what those guys have done. Hold up, you said you started off doing comic books, like that type of shit. <laughs> I'm curious books. now. Yeah, comic book series, like back in the fifth or sixth oh, I grade. Heard, I heard coloring books. Oh no, no. <laughs> it was just looking. It was just looking at the front page and seeing all these great content creators. You know, pump out these. They were just nice, nice, crispy looking blogs. You know, I'm like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe I could do that. I could be top whatever in that one day. Nah, nah, not right now. <laughs> not, right now. not right it's now. A, it's a way a little bit. Okay. Yeah, man. man yeah, this man saw Mellow Fur blog. He was like, Ooh. yeah. He I'm was like, like, I could, oh, I could, man. He was like, man, I could do this. <laughs> I had the dream. I had the dream. Right now, that dream is like, eh, eh, it's, it's kind of there. 
That's funny as hell. I, I for real thought you said coloring books. That shit had me dying. Bro, I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm like, what am I, five? I'm like, I'm like, what? That has nothing to do with writing in the first place. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> anyway, um, so I want to talk about, because there's a legendary series coming back on Hardwood, the Hardwood Weekly. Oh, yeah. And if you if y'all didn't already know, which you all know now, whoa. Damn. I told you I was playing Someone's traffic, audio. Bro, it's, it's, it's a lot of Texas, bro. It's like that. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll kind of re-ask you here. But um, so as far as the Harwood Weekly, that series is coming back. And yeah. if you guys didn't already know, you know now that Sean was a part of my staff. So uh, what what did you think about the Harwood Weekly when I recruited you on and we we uh. You were you were part of the staff and you made blogs for for, uh, for the Harvard Weekly. What did you think about it? And then what do you also think about the return? It was a, when I first when I first got recruited, it was just trying out new things. You know, still trying to find my ground. I wasn't like too known yet, and I was like, huh, maybe I'll give this a try and see like what it what's it about. And I was just blown away by how creative and how like set it was at the time. It was like you had people doing this blogging questions leads. It was just so cool. It was like a magazine, basically. Like that's that's basically what it was—a magazine. It was like, it was a very cool idea, you know. Anyone else could have done it. It's just one one person could have done it, but to bring a whole team, you see all these different like types and Lines. bloggers, yeah. And, yeah. See all these types, and I'm looking forward to that with the revival right here. I, we could probably do bigger and better things. Yeah, for sure. We actually have a survey coming out about. Uh, the NBA uh, restart yeah. in terms of predictions. Uh, just a spoiler alert here. And then also we have a, what was it, uh, mid-year Harvard Awards. So those yeah. are going to be dope too. Um, so we have two surveys coming out that our team's been working on. So I'm really happy about that. And then uh, we got a special edition, which I'm not going to – we got to wait until the re- release date to announce it, Sean. But yeah, we got no, something crazy. We got something that. crazy planned. Yeah, yeah, for August. But we, <laughs> we're not going to go there right now. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it from me. Uh, I don't know. As far as the hardwood section, I don't know if Cosmo's got more. Maybe we could talk about Hobble a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Then we can transition. Yeah, go ahead and ask about Hobble. Yeah, go ahead and and ask about Hobble real quick, Cosmo, if you want. All right, so with anything, everyone takes, like, influence from everyone. Like, from music, that from hoops, whatever. Like, so for Hobble, just, like... Do you base did you base your writing style off like one individual person or is it all like individually yours or is it like a mix of both like it's it's a mix I like I'll take bits and pieces from one person and then add my flavor to it that's kind of how I roll like sometimes I'll be trying like it's just simple stuff that's formatting aesthetics I'll take it from one person try it and see like okay that looks good writing wise I'll try to you know mix up my flow and you know try different ways I'm like all right how does that look and it's just just stuff like that when I have the time. Just one more question to, like, kind of add on to that. How has that kind of changed since, like, you've been, like, in hardwood and just, like, in hobble or whatever? Like, like how have you started so, off on that type of shit compared to, like, what you're doing now? So when I first started off, it was strictly all me. I wasn't, like, looking for any tips or anything. It was just, mm-hmm. you know, all me. I'm coming for everyone's head, you know, that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah. It, it was kind of like that for a while. And then over time, I realized, like, my, I felt like my writing started to get stale, you know. It started to get, like, you know, I didn't really like it. So I had to change it up and, like, look for advice, look at other people's content, just to, like, flavor my blog a little bit and, you know, not make it as still. I bet. Right. That's cool, so. 
I, I think what's important is also, as far as HPL, everyone has their own styles. And I think that's kind yeah. of the same with blogging. So everyone has their own distinct style. And it's very important. I don't, I don't think that uh, in a way you can get stuff from different people, but always, I think, remain in your own lane, like do your own thing. Because I think that's what really separates you know, Sean, Cosmo, me, whoever from in, in, any, in any league. So my only thing with leagues is that I think that a lot of uh, people go under the radar, especially lower levels. And that's kind of, that's kind of tough because teams aren't really willing to put up uh, or take a high, uh, put, put up a high draft pick and take you yeah. with a high draft draft pick. If you're a lower level, oh, thank you. give you a chance. So, so right. it's just, yeah, it's, it's just uh, not that great of a, uh, a thing there with the lower levels, but mm. that's yeah. pretty much what I think about hardwood leagues, man. I, th- I think it's a great way to showcase your skills, but if you're not recognized because of your level, it's kind of, that's kind of sad in my opinion. I think they should really yeah. change that. Um, but y- you can also post blogs and sh- showcase your skills for sure. Yeah. So. Let's move on to some NBA talk. Cause I want to talk about uh, what's your, well, we've kind of asked this every single time people have, have come on the pod, but what's your thoughts on the, on the bubble and how effective that's been? Uh, I say at first I really wasn't a fan of the bubble because I was kind of like, you know, ignorant to how, you know, how airtight it was. I'm like, oh, it's in Florida. And there are a lot of cases in Florida. I'm like, how, how is that, that going to work? And, you well, know. I mean, let me stop you there. Did you think that because there was two places, it was either, it was either Vegas or Orlando. Did you think Vegas would be better? Oh, no, I thought Vegas was going to be terrible. You know, <laughs> all the distractions in there, man. I was gonna. I know I was gonna be awful, so I'm like, you know, Orlando is probably the better option, but I wasn't trusting of like, you know, the Florida case okay. and everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thankfully for Florida too, it's actually being reported that a lot of uh, like the diagnosed COVID cases here, most of them were just like misdiagnosed cases, of, like flu or whatever. So like, yeah. which is dropping like COVID false cases. Positives. Down. Yeah, false positives and false positives too, which is dropping shit down in Florida to like. Like ninety thousand to like only twelve thousand, just about, which is really fucking good for the NBA bubble too. So like, yeah, right. And speaking speaking of the yeah. NBA bubble, every obviously the scrimmages are going on. Whatever, like, how much weight do you put in these scrimmages for like certain players performing? And like, do you think this matters at all, or like, is it like a sign of like, certain teams? Like, what? I think the scrimmages is more of a, a trial run. It's more of a like a fun playground type of atmosphere. Yeah, it's not all that serious. Like, I don't really hold too much weight to it. Like, when people are going crazy with the ball ball thing, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah he was... did well, but it's like, it, it's just scrimmages right now. It's not really that serious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And obviously, hopefully, the Nuggets don't be running that way. Shit, with like Jokic at point, Jeremy Grant oh, shooting guard. If that happens well, in real life, I'll cry. Wildest lineup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, teams are going crazy with experimenting with different rosters and stuff, for sure. It's, it's, it's crazy to see what, uh, whether it's permanent or not. Some stuff that I see, I'm like, yeah. Some of this, this like damn. weird, like, from, like watching this, some of the play like OKC and like the Suns. Now we've been running less like Jalen at point, which is like what, it's, but like it's, it's actually kind of working out. So I'm like, all right, but, you know what? But that that works. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, in any hypothetical or or crazy scenario, this is the right scenario to do it in because everything's out of order and everything's out of line. Where well, yeah, this is out of the ordinary. So it's just yeah. like. Just let just let teams try it, I guess. But well, I mean, also you've got guy, also you've see got guys that haven't like apparently touched the basketball in like three months that are just getting the rhythm back right now and like just like playing five v five. So like right, right. That's also why I think that the scrimmages don't really 
matter that much because you want to limit how much star players play because they haven't played forever, so you don't want to get them hurt or whatever before the season starts. So. Yeah, and even for, like, people, yeah. like, even, like, if star players don't play that well, like, I'm pretty sure Kawhi shot, like, three of 16 yesterday. That's actually really good. You just That's just him getting some rough stuff. Like, the more shots, like, the, those guys get up, like, the like the better they'll probably be, like, when the actual, like, game starts. So, like, shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I wanna. I was looking up some NBA news um, because I think it's important to pay attention to detail with that stuff, with uh, especially how much little news we have yeah. um, before the restart happens, and just be- even before the whole entire bubble thing came about, there wasn't really much to talk about. Mm. But Tom Thibodeau. Oh my, oh my God! <laughs> oh, God. That's all I'll say. Oh, I'll just, that's all I'll say. All right, you dude. I, I feel sorry for Todd Gibson right now. I feel sorry. Had to play with them. Had to play with them in Chicago, then Minnesota, and now New York. He's probably crying right now. Forty-six <laughs> minutes again. What do you mean? He'll be, put, he'll be put. Hey, his per seventy-five numbers will be looking great with Tom Thibodeau. Oh my God. I know he's mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to see what Thibodeau does, bro. Like, I, I really want to see him play Mitch Robinson like forty minutes a game for him to average like six fouls a game. My goodness. <laughs> hey, it's. Oh, I was just, I'm not a fan of the signing. Yeah, me, me neither. Like, of everyone you could have chosen, like, you really chose Tom Thibodeau. Like, like Knicks fans have this, like, they've done so bad that they actually have hope for him. I'm like, that's sad. Yeah. Y'all have done that bad that y'all are actually happy y'all have just an okay coach. Oh, okay coach. That's, that's just sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is is anyone not surprised that Mark Jackson's not a coach, or is that just me tripping? I'm so, Mark I'm so, Jackson. Is Mark Jackson coach. deserves. To, I don't understand why he hasn't gotten a chance. Like he must be getting like blackmail or some shit. Like I'm not saying well, he's like some like elite coach, or, but he deserves another chance. Like, like out of any, if out of any announcer on the TNT or ESPN or any uh, any person on the uh, on the you know what I'm talking about the shows, TNT? the halftime like, shows. Yeah. Right, right, like, is there is there any media member that deserves it more than Mark Jackson? I, I mean, think actually thinking about Kenny Kenny Atkinson still doesn't have a job. I don't think so. Probably, yeah, him, but like, I think him and Mark Jackson would still probably be like the two like that probably deserve it the most still. The two, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, Mark Jackson. Crazy. Mark Jackson got fired because he was alienating the front office. Like he was he was like, let me do my thing and you can do yours, and they were just like getting really tired of it. Like on the yeah. court, he was fine, but it's really, it was really. Off the court is why he got fired. And I think mm-hmm. that's what teams are scared of, that he'll try to control too much. And I don't want him to do that. Yeah, and people, right. I think people give Mark Jackson way too much credit when they're like, oh, he started the Warriors dynasty. It's like, nah, he had yeah. all the pieces. He just didn't know how to use them. Like, they were he, they were still winning, like, 50 games a season. And, like, they won a playoff series or two, which is cool. But, like, then they got Steve Kerr, and all of a sudden they're, like, the fucking God squad or whatever. It's yeah, like... I was about to say, look what happened when he left. Uh, that, and that's yeah, all Mark... just because of, like, Steve Kerr coming in there and like, hey, let's start Draymond. <laughs> Mark was just too traditional. Like, he put yeah. Draymond on a small four, and Draymond's like, nah, I'm retiring. I'm keep doing this. I'm going to leave. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to leave. Yeah, they tried running, like, that whack-ass, like, fr- like, front court or whatever, like, Draymond yeah, David Lee just... and, like, Andrew Bogut. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it was, like, for the time, for the time it worked, but it wasn't going to work long term. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, g- good coach, though. I think he really deserves it, though. Yeah, Mark Jackson's sure. still, like, a solid coach, though. He should have gotten a chance with the Knicks, at least. Him or Atkinson over Thibodeau, for sure. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. they're thinking. There's hella. Well, that's what I always ask about the Knicks. What the hell are they thinking? Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of been my thing with them. That's kind of the narrative ever since yeah. like the trade. Yeah, so they they're just making um, 
Yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's a train wreck, and you yeah. don't know when the when the wreck's gonna stop. So, <laughs> they I don't know they they just keep praying for free agents and oh man, that's around. not gonna happen. Prayers haven't been answered, bro. The Knicks have been throwing hail marys for like ten years, and they didn't get nothing but pick oh, sixes. <laughs> their their prayers haven't even been answered in the in the in the chance in the highest of chances in the in the NBA draft lottery. I know. What, is, what makes make, what makes them think that they're gonna yeah. have better chances? Yeah, no, they really went. Well, from, they the really hell? they really went from we we're going to get Kyrie, uh, Zion, and KD to. I mean, I shit, was like, that's got, not happening. Yeah, and to, to just like, like you know what we had Dennis Smith, uh, Knox, and uh, Randall. It's fine. <laughs> we like, we get happening. right there. We get that they're a big market, but you have thirty minutes across the across the way. You got Brooklyn, so yeah, like James Dolan just sat down. And you're like, you know what? We're not gonna build the team up. We're just gonna sit here and wait for our saviors. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, pretty That's... much. Pretty much. It's a wrong way to look at it. Yeah. It's a wrong way, man. Yeah, they've even been doing like smaller, like what the fuck? Like when they waved like Alonzo Trier from what was it, Theo Pinson? Like that was a terrible trade. Alonzo Trier was actually pretty like solid. Yeah, he's a yeah like say Alonzo Trier. Like, he was pretty solid. Beater, but, like he's a good yeah. he's a good scorer that any team could use. And like Theo, I don't even know what Theo Pinson's good at. So like, he's not he's not, not even in the league up. anymore. I think. Ooh, Theo Pinson? I think he got cut by the Nets or something. Yeah, Theo Pinson got cut by the Nets, and then the Knicks signed yeah. him and, dro- and dropped Trier. So, yeah, Pinson was going crazy in that uh, in their uh, match league. Uh, he was going crazy. Oh, in the yeah. league. I remember that. He had like a game winner or some shit like that for them. He was going nuts, though, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the Knicks. I I don't think we can. I think we would need to take this whole podcast to to rent on the Knicks. Oh yeah, we I, I just don't have any. Oh yeah, we could we could make a whole episode on the Knicks, but I really don't want to. We so. <laughs> yeah, I just felt like pressing on that real quick. Yeah, facts. If if anything, thought, we'll just on here to do that. Yeah, <laughs> a Tyler episode on the Knicks. Oh brand. god. Oh my goodness. Oh, that would be that would be lit. We need to do that. That's must see. Must see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought I should touch on that real quick because that was the most latest news, and we haven't covered that yet. So any any news that drops, I'll be I'll be for sure to bring it up with the next pod as well. Uh, so let's get back to some bubble news um, or some bubble talk, mm-hmm. as I should say. Right. Predictions, Sean. What you got? Who you got in the finals? Um, let's. How about this? Let's, let's start first with the eight seed. Who do you think's gonna be the eight seed, especially out of out west? Oh, uh, hmm. <laughs> My, the bias in me and the Zion stand in me wants to say the Pelican just so badly. Bruh. That's what it wants to say in me, just Bruh. Zion. <laughs> but realistically, I think Memphis will keep it. I don't see why they wouldn't. The Pelican mm. schedule how about, is... How about Blazers? Mm, nah, Blazers just a mess this year. Even, 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 with, uh, even with Collins and Erkic coming back, you don't see it? No, no, I, I mean, you, you got to see it, but... They're just su- they're just such a mess this year. It's like they went from conference finals to like terrible defense, good offense, but like mediocre at best. Yeah, to be fair, I think that mainly is just because the loss of Collins and Nurkic. Like they are the, they're by far yeah. the that team's best two yeah, defenders. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, getting mellow just didn't help. I mean, yeah. it helped like a little bit, just fell into the small forward spot. But like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Well, that was a desperate need because you had guys that were out of that position. Yeah, Ronnie Hood, you yeah, like trying to kill you, so. Right, you had to. That was a must move, a must must see move, which actually was was uh, was crazy because the Blazers were trying to get him all along, and then it kind of just fell into the lap where where they had guys oh, yeah, that, that drew that position was a perfect Blazers. fit. So. I remember back in the day, yeah. like like before OKC got him, that like the Blazers were big supporters for Melo. Oh my god! Oh yeah, they were hella big. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, 
Yeah, so the Blazers could make a run in that eight seed. I, I personally, when they when I heard of news of especially Lillard uh, coming in the bubble with the doubt that he had coming into it since the Blazers were, like, the only team that opted out of that format. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also with them getting back uh, injured guys, which is also a, a big plus with them. this bubble yeah. restart. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so that was big for me. But I don't see how you could go wrong with either – the Grizzlies or the Pelicans and the the NBA is for sure on the on the Pelican side because they want that. Um, uh, they want yeah, that yeah, like I said, they want that LeBron versus Zion first round matchup. That yeah, I was gonna say I'm like so much. I thought the Pelicans money. had like a very hard schedule in the no, beginning of the easy, year. And I thought maybe that's no, they had a hard schedule to start. Now they have an easy schedule, yeah. which is why like now like they have like the easy strength schedule in the bubble for when that shit starts. People like oh, people like oh, it's conspiracy. They're trying to get Zion on the run. I'm like, if you look at the schedule, it's pretty hard in the yeah, beginning. Of the year. It, yeah, their schedule was tough as fuck to be in the year, which is why like they always like yeah. damn near like last in the conference for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the NBA is, I guess, fortunate to see where they are right now with on the verge of maybe get that, getting that eight seed. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. For, um, sure, yeah. So let's talk about the later rounds, including the finals. Uh, who you got in the finals and who you got winning it? Um, I say Lakers. The the normal thing to do is pick Lakers and Bucks, and that's yeah. what I'm going with. That's, that's who I actually believe is going to make it. It that's just fine. doesn't make sense why they wouldn't. That's fine. I still, mm-hmm. I've already said this before, I still think Clippers will be at the Lakers just because, like, I don't know how they're going to manage with LeBron off the floor just because, like, AD is, like, great, but, like, just it's been proven this year that, like, if he's by the floor himself, he cannot make his own offense or can't create offense for them, like, for himself. Like, he's been, like, a mediocre post-up and face-up player, too. Yeah, so they're just, just like, trying I to. I don't know, like, say AD just becomes, like, Tim Duncan in the playoffs and just, I don't know, I think the Clippers will just beat them out. I think they'll AD survive has kind of been an experiment this that. year. Hmm? AD has kind of been an experiment this year. Yeah, facts. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. even in games where he puts up like thirty-five and thirteen, you watch and you're just like, he could have done way more than what he did. I'm like, it's so weird. <laughs> like when it, like watch just watching AD this year, but he's still really good. Yeah. But I'm also gonna do like a Bizarro, like, like oh, like I think a, a matchup that could potentially happen for like both sides. I think. I low key think the Nuggets have a chance to make the finals. Not as good as the Lakers or Clippers, but I think that like could legit happen. Like depending on like what they do with their lineups. Mm. Like if like I'm not saying it's gonna be like a stable for them, but if like they're like little like lineups or whatever of like Jokic, Grant, and then like Bull and like Plumley. Like if you if you can plug those in for like five minutes at a time, or, like four minutes at a time, and that actually works out, that's like such a that's like such a fucking. Like a trump card to just for like minutes, like going for like going on runs, like preventing runs and all the other stuff. Like I just want to see how they manage that. Yeah. And out mm-hmm. east, I I really think Sixers could also make the finals too. As weird as, as where everything this is, like oh, I'll, I'll, I'll put on the record, I fucking hate the Sixers. They can. I hope they lose. I every, hate them. I hope they get. I hope they go zero and eight in the in the bubble. I hope see. they get swept in the first round. But like, <laughs> I just like I mean, straight up go zero and twelve. That I can care less. But like. I don't hate the Sixers, but I'm just not a believer in them. Their offense is just yeah, I'm not a believer. Believe in them. I'm just saying, I still think there's a chance that like they pull everything together that Shake Milton, that point guard works, and like that unlocks their entire team, bring Hofer off the bench as well, and they just like take over for some yeah. six somehow. I think that could happen, but I think it'll. It just I don't think it'll work out. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I'm just, I just don't really trust in Shake Milton just all of a sudden be a starter like that. But hey, I could be wrong. Yeah, getting getting big minutes with Shake is gonna be. It's gonna, it's gonna be them, interesting. Bro. It's I just, gonna be interesting. I just, That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, 
I, I, I can't really speak on it because we haven't really seen it too much. Mm-hmm. But shooting 45 is mu- a much better improvement, obviously. Oh, yeah, he's a, oh, he's a knockdown uh-huh. shooter. I just don't – I think the blast mainly like a majority of, like, catching shoots. It's not really him, like, going out there and creating for himself. But, hey, hey, him him hey, knocking them down is still helpful, so. Yeah, we shall see how it works for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, facts. I want to talk about let, – let me twist this question for a second for you, Sean. Um, let's see. What, what team – at the top of their conferences. So we're talking like Clippers, Lakers, Bucks. You could even go even farther down, like top three in their conference. What team do you see maybe getting uh, by a sleeper, maybe maybe getting uh, tossed out of the in like the first, second round? Like what's a potential? Like maybe something a sleeper has that could dethrone a top contender? I don't know. I'm going to say the Nuggets. The Nuggets, well. look, the Nuggets look kind of vulnerable offensively outside of Jokic, in my opinion. Like, they mm-hmm. have Murray, who's pretty good, and then Millsap, but he's a great spot-up shooter. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm not very trusting in them offensively. And I feel like I feel like a, like a team, a very good, like, defensive team with a solid offense could maybe slip, uh, slip past them. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's my kind of thinking. Okay. So if we're looking at teams in the bottom of that conference, in the Western Conference, we're looking at who? Uh, bottom. That would be Grizzlies. Yeah, Grizzlies, Mavericks, Rockets. Grizz- like, Mavs. Yeah, the Mavs. I know, I'm a, I know the Mavs. They could oh, possibly yeah. do something against the Nuggets. I know that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I think that Stan Jow would be matching versus the Clippers, if I'm not mistaken. Like if everything was to uh, stay the way as is, you might yeah, climb up a like little that. bit. That, but. That's a the Nuggets Mavericks is a potential. Uh, that's not out of the picture for the first. Well, round. yeah, it's not out of the picture. I'm just saying, like for now, it would be HP Clippers versus Mavs. Which the Mavs, I would think, would want to avoid that first match as much as possible. But like, yeah, I hate. I would hate having to go against. I don't want to see my team going against the Clippers. I, I hate that matchup. Oh yeah, no, right. I don't blame you. I don't want. I don't. I don't. I don't think any team wants to match versus the Clippers. Like in general. Yeah, the stuff that they got going on. So, yeah, because if playoffs, if playoffs were to start right now, that's the matchup y'all got. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, what, since we're yeah. talking about teams in the bubble, since you're a Mavericks fan, like, how do you feel about? Let's their, talk about the Mavericks. Yeah, how do you feel about yeah. the teams in the bubble? Just straight up, like, what do you think of them? Right okay, now? like everyone right now is pegging us as a dark horse team, and I believe that for sure. You know, some of the detractors, like, you know, oh, Luca's never played in the playoffs. Poor Zingas, he's like, he's eh. and I'm like. Well, Luca, Luca, he's used to the playoff setting in Europe. It's not like something he's foreign to, like the atmosphere and everything. It's just in the NBA, he has to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's going to be a hard thing for him. Well, that's like also not a hard thing because of the setting that we're in right now, too. Yeah, yeah. With I don't think it's going to be no fans or anything. I don't think it's going to be as hard for him to adjust now yeah, as it would be in normal setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus, like, as it is now, there's, there's no, there's not really any pressure for him to go out there and, like, lead the Mavericks, like, to the finals or whatever. Yeah. Like, no one's going like, like, no to go game. out there and be like, oh, look at it outperformed by Kawhi. He sucks. Bad player. Like, yeah, like, everyone's see, like dark takes, horse. Even dark if Luka horse. takes, like, a game or two, they'll probably be like, damn, this kid got something going on. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I th- probably yeah. with it as well. Like, I think, I I think, think it's fine. Yeah, I think it's the reverse. If a young guy comes out against a perennial superstar, or I'm saying Luca's obviously Luca, but mm-hmm. like if a young guy comes out against a perennial superstar, then you kind of look at the superstar and say, "Hey, you kind of got." It. But I'm not looking at it the other way. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
So I don't think there's much pressure. Um, I think you should do fine. Um, but yeah, what do you? What? How about let's let's talk about the other guys on that team. What what you, what you think about them? Yeah, um, how they can perform so, this playoffs. Porzingis is he. I'm kind of worried more about him than anyone else on the roster. I know in the regular season I wasn't because I'm like you know he's rusty. He hasn't played in a year and a half. He's getting used to a new offense, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he mm-hmm. did get used to it. And like the later half of the season, he he really started going off. But playoff wise, I don't know how teams are gonna like face him because you know in the post he's not really that effective. He has a low center, I mean a high center of gravity, and people can push him out the way. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I'm kind of worried about him, Seth. Seth, I know he's gonna he's gonna come through. Yes, you know, Seth. he does his role really well. He's That's gonna come. Boy, through. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna come through for sure. Yeah, and then like the rest of the starting lineup, like Tim Hardaway Jr., he's gonna have to. He's been less streaky as of late, but he's gonna have to be like very, very careful about being streaky in the playoffs. And then the rest mm-hmm. of the roster is gonna have to chip in more defense. Yeah, that's the main thing I'm worried about the Mavericks is their team defense. Like, obviously, like, it hasn't been great yeah. the whole season, and y'all don't have Dwight Powell or because of the injury, and Willie Cauley's yeah. opted out of playing. So, like, that doesn't really leave you mm. to the offense defensively. Like, our only big only big bodies right now at the paint are, like, Kleba and Porzingis, which it, it's okay, hey, but, man, what about you Bobon? know. Bobon. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Just imagine if we just start playing him 38 minutes per game and he has, like, four blocks. Hey, man, man. I'm just saying, y'all should experiment with Chris Knapps and Bobon playing together. <laughs> man, that'd be hectic. This is the time, Yeah, bro. this is the time, do it. time to do, do it. Do it in the preseason, bro. See how that shit works out. Do it while the Nuggets are throwing out the fucking transfer. Yeah, just run just run yeah. like y'all tallest lineup possible or whatever. Just like... Yeah, yeah fuck it. Yeah, Luca at point, Dorian Finney-Smith at shooting guard, Kleber at the three, Chris Knapps at the four, Bobon at the five. <laughs> fuck it. Everyone would be Goodness. like what six seven or taller. Yeah, be like a two K lineup. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a wild thing I, to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really like Dorian. Dorian, I, I don't know about you, but oh yeah, he's, he's kind of like, like a Dorian. DJ Tucker type. Yeah, Dorian. Exactly, yeah. yeah, Dorian Finney Smith is hell underrated. Like he, like he, he's a great three and D player, but he got hella bounce too. I've seen him hit some like nasty putback dunks, and like he doesn't get talked yeah. about nearly enough. He's a great, he's a great athlete, great shooter, great defender. Like that's about it. Facts, yeah. That's a that's a that's a little uh, the Rockets could have used him. Oh, yeah, dude, Rockets would he would be their starting center if the Rockets had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plugging, you know. Yeah. Speaking about how do y'all feel about the Rockets? I'm just, just curious. Like, Ooh, I'm not that big of a believer in them in the postseason. I'm just not. Mm. I know people have been saying like, oh, Russ and Harden has been working in the later half season. I'm like, yeah, but Harden and Russ are like they declined by quite a bit. In the playoffs, then I don't know how teams are going to match up against them. It's kind of a qu- big question mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing that concerns me, it is. Yeah. There's been stretches where it's like, oh my God, Westbrook's been playing like a, a god, and like, oh my God, Harden's been averaging like 45 a game on 70% true shooting. Yeah. But there's never been a stretch to where they've both played together at a good level simultaneously together. It's always if, if one is playing great, the other is playing like dog shit and vice versa. And it's like something like that, that's not going to hold up in the postseason if. It keeps going like that. Yeah, because it's like if Harden's having a great game, Westbrook's playing terribly. T- teams can just be like, "All right, let's just like, let's just like don't double Harden and just like let Westbrook like do his bullshit and like throw the game away." Yeah, Harden starts getting to his head in the playoffs. I think he just starts doing really crazy stuff sometimes. I don't know. I don't know. The thing with play- playoff runs is even playing it differently. He just doesn't get as many calls just because that's the nature of the playoffs. When it doesn't happen, he kind of yeah, like starts. Like- he kind of just like wait, what? 
and then he just starts like kind of like forcing <laughs> shit and like missing a lot, which is like why people get on his ass. So, like, I think it starts taking less threes in that too, and it's just like it's not a recipe for success because he just does not keep up in the regular season what he does in the postseason. Yeah, the way he plays is just not really that sustainable for the playoffs. I'd say also size is a big factor here too. Yeah. I don't, oh, yeah, I, don't I don't know. I'm more concerned about Westbrook and the Westbrook and Harden thing. I'm not so worried about their size. Yeah, I think that's the just because like a lot primary, of coaches, like many like Brad Stevens has been like yeah. they they may only be like six, seven, six, eight at max. But, like they're built like NFL linebackers, which is like they, like you can like you, you yeah. can't like you can't easily back yeah. them down in the post. Like they're gonna give you fights. I'm not worried like, about their size. About, like yeah, I'm not worried about their size at all. I'm just worried about like Harden and Westbrook like, being the main guys for the playoffs. That's that's my main concern. Yeah, that's. I think that's. The, yeah, I think that's a primary concern. Yeah. I think it's just like more size for me is more probably like it's a, not even a really it's not really a concern for me. I think that could, I think in some aspects no, no, I could no, play. No, don't think so. Like especially versus the Clippers, I think versus the Clippers that their size will like, no versus the Clippers. Versus yeah, the Clippers, I think also, they'd be an advantage because they'd be able to match up with like all their lineups. How about Lakers? Didn't they play the Lakers when they had? That oh yeah, they they, they played in. They did. Yeah, they beat they, the Lakers. I'm pretty sure with that lineup. They oh, did they well. Them. They beat them. Surprisingly. They had like Russ on AD on the rebounds and it worked. And I was, I was like, what is this? Yeah, like, like how is this? Yeah, like I remember there was like hella memes in like NBA two where it's like it's like PJ Tucker have after having like played forty eight minutes a game guarding AD Dwight and Javale, and it's like the Patrick like, what is like, this? talking is like what kind of place is this? And it actually worked for the game. Yeah, it just didn't make like, sense. It actually worked. Like the the the, the Rockets won. Like everyone. There's a meme. Well. It's like great. There's a meme, it's like you just lost to PJ Tucker at center and it has his <laughs> yeah. height and crying laughing emojis. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Rockets have, well, I don't know. Rockets have just been really fun in general. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of teams where there's experimentation, there's different uh, lineups and different uh, whatever it may be. And it's just, it's going to be interesting to see. There's a lot of uh, different, uh, I guess roster implementations that we're seeing right, right now that could work out they could they might not they might surprise us so we'll see mm-hmm. yeah um that's gonna r- wrap it up bro i think uh we'll conclude it there uh right. i want to appreciate uh sean for coming on thanks for coming on bro no problem um, no problem yeah yeah for sure in the future hopefully we can do another one like this and then cosmo yeah. thanks for, thanks for sure just before i go i want to give shout out to p- two people i forgot it i forgot to do this last pod shout out to gkrc amazing member finally i can stop stop worrying <laughs> about that now and also shout out to seth curry low-key the best yes. curry is family like yes not even low-key high-key yeah correct me if i'm wrong but doesn't he have a higher career three both dell and stuff at the moment he does indeed see i think he does and his last game he just shot eight for eight Allen, like, what yes. more do you want from the man? He's a god, certified dude, G. Dude is walking bucket. Look, I, look that's, that's all I'm saying. He went to he went to the Blazers last year, carried them to the conference finals. Now he went to the Mavericks this year, carried them to the playoff spot. Like, dude, it's not yep. a coincidence. It's not at all Luca. It's all Seth. <laughs> <laughs> but now, all jokes aside, though, Seth is a hooper. Yo. All right, yeah, guys. Shout out, to, shout out to both of them. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Seth and shout out to GKRC. Good member on the app, man. Shout out to both. So that's going to end it up, uh, guys, for this pod. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back again next week. I told you, we're on the grind, Cosmo. Yeah, and I, man, so we'll, peace. We'll see you all next episode for another episode of Season 2. And that's it. Peace.